Hey friends, did you know that you can come hang out with me in real life? That's right. The Work In Podcast and Savage Grace Coaching makes its home in a boutique studio space called The Loft Yoga and Wellness in historic downtown Spring Valley, Ohio. This hidden gem of the Miami Valley is nestled in between Dayton, Columbus, and Cincinnati. As a part of my mission to bring a legacy of resilience through movement, each month you can join me for a hike on the bike trail, followed by a free trauma-informed vinyasa class back at the studio on Main Street. Go to savagegracecoaching.com to see the calendar and join my newsletter, A Yoga Life on Main Street, to stay up to date on all the latest studio news, events, and gossip. And now... On to this week's episode. It's time to stop working out and start working in. You found the Work In Podcast for seriously stressed out professionals and the fit pros who serve them. This podcast is for resilient wellness professionals and their ever curious clients who want to connect the dots for lasting wellness. I'm your host, Erica Thomas, and I help outstanding individuals like you find natural ways to shake off stress, tension, and trauma to burnout-proof body and business alike. The Work In is brought to you by Savage Grace Coaching, bringing trauma release and yoga together for resilience through movement. Private sessions, small groups, and corporate presentations are now open. Visit savagegracecoaching.com to schedule a call and get all the details. Welcome back to the work in everyone. And thanks so much for joining me in this fit pro success series. And we are talking all about the art of subbing and how to master that skill. Last time we talked about how to say yes and how to say no, when to do each of those, and why it's so important to master this art of subbing. And today, I want to talk about the flip side of of subbing for a class. In other words, from the instructor that needs a sub the perspective of the person that is asking for help. And I find this to be almost as challenging as being a sub. For many of us, we are independent contractors as group fitness instructors or coaches. And there's a lot of facilities, different types of uh, ways to work in this field. You can be your own boss and just set up your own one-on-one coaching or your your own uh, class series out at the park, or you could work in a facility. You could work at a big, um, a big corporate type uh, facility like uh, LA Fitness or um, uh, Fitworks or uh, gosh, I mean, Gold's Gym, all of those big gyms have teams of group fitness instructors and coaches. You could also still be independent contractor and work in corporate fitness, whether that is through um, a third party 
a fitness provider or, you know, on your own. Now, almost every place that I have ever worked or taught, the first question I ask these potential employers is, what is the backup like? In other words, do you have people available to sub? What is the plan B if I accept this class on the schedule, if I am teaching this class on the schedule every week, what do I do if I can't make it one day? And that might seem like a terrible thing to ask um, right out of the gate, but it is really important for long-term instructor success Uh, for longevity in the fitness career, because the number one killer of fitness careers is burnout. And that happens when you cannot get a break, when you can't step away from the front of the room for a little bit, or if emergencies come up and you are just completely unable to find someone to fill in for you. And God forbid a class be canceled. Honestly, it isn't that big of a deal. However, that uh, subtle pressure from management or from yourself that some internal messaging there that says, if you start this class, you can never take a break. It's, um, it can be super draining, right? And definitely leads to burnout. Uh, fitness professionals are notorious for lacking the, the ability to, um, take advantage of self-care and, uh, I, I, I'm not sure why we work in a wellness industry, but um, the, the whole self-care piece, the taking a day off, it is, uh, it's ridiculous how few people do it, how few people understand how to balance our energy uh, in ways that, that are helpful long-term. So um, as the instructor of a particular class, We need to be very open to the idea of taking time off and perhaps taking time off on a regular basis. You can always build that into your scheduling. Uh, Some people do six-week sessions and they'll teach for six weeks straight and take a week off. Um, I, I find that to be brilliant. Um, but many of the fitness facilities out there don't like to teach or offer classes and sessions. They just offer them, um, on demand. So it's just every week, no matter what, even through the holidays, through every day during the summer, all of these things, it can be very, very exhausting for instructors, um, especially if there's no backup team. So, um, today I want to talk about uh, how that kind of culture can really lead to serious issues for not just the instructor on the burnout side, but for the clients and students that are in that class. Because that type of culture 
around uh, the teacher kind of creates this guru mentality and leads to imprinted students, which is not good for them and it's really not good for the instructor. So that instructor feels like if they don't show up, students won't show up. And if that teacher has to take a day off or wants to take a day off and they get a sub, those students will not show up or they will, um, they will make that sub miserable. And I've seen this time and time again, even knowing that human beings will imprint on an instructor, it's still, it's still a benefit for regular instructors to address this in their classes. And I have said many, many times to my classes that, listen, we are trying to provide you with a sub for when I am out of town, but it's very difficult to get people to step in because you guys don't show up. So maybe, you know, if you guys just come and be a little bit more open-minded or whatever, then it would be easier for us to get subs to come in. Now, you know, I've, I've, I actually kind of um, have gone back and forth with uh, the question of to tell or not to tell. Do you prepare your class for uh, the two-week vacation? Do you let them know ahead of time? Or do you just get subs for the time when you're going to be out and let them show up as they regularly would and enjoy whatever that sub is going to bring. I don't know. I don't know. Some populations that is better and some populations it's not. And I think it speaks to where you are as an instructor and, um, as a, in whatever facility that you are in, you can decide what would be most appropriate. I think if you have a strong personal relationship with your students, it is much better for you to have a discussion with them and let them know that you're going to be out of town and that you have found this incredible sub that's going to come in and to remind them that that sub is not you and that they might do things differently, but that different is not wrong, and they could really learn some new things from that sub. Now, if you are working in kind of a bigger corporate uh, fitness facility where you don't have a strong personal relationship with each and every person that walks into your classroom, um, then maybe there's less of a need for that. In corporate facilities where you often do have some personal relationship with those people, with your people that come to your class on a regular basis, and there's often a lot of um, 
roll through students. In other words, people who come through every once in a while, um, but you're never quite sure when they're going to be there. It is, um, it's kind of up to you. I, I, in the places where I work, often they just put up a sign. They may not uh, send an email to everyone. It's not that big of a deal. Um, but because um, we have a team of people in those facilities. In other words, a lot of times um, the subs are known. They are not random individuals that have never been there before. And so that can also make a difference. Um, but the whole imprinted student idea is um, is something I've been thinking a lot of, about. And um, for some reason, I see this a lot more in yoga classes. And I don't know if it's, uh, if it's everywhere. It seems everywhere in yoga. And I don't know if because of the nature of yoga, people, um, sometimes fall into a guru type, relationship with their instructor. In other words, if this is the first kind of yoga that you have learned, then it's all of a sudden the only kind of yoga when we know that that is not true. We know that there's many, many styles of yoga out there. And, uh, just because someone teaches something one way to you doesn't mean it's the only way. And there's a lot of benefit to, opening your mind to having a lot of different teachers. Um, so this is something I would definitely encourage if you are a yoga instructor, I would definitely encourage your students to explore other, other teachers, uh, to take other styles of yoga classes, even just once. I mean, you don't have to love them all you can certainly have an affinity for one or another or another, um, or different ways that teachers teach. And we're all human. So things are going to speak to us in different ways. And so you're going to find your favorites and you're going to find things that are not your favorites. But even in the, even in the moments where you're, uh, learning something, um, that, you're not into, it's still a benefit, right? So even if what you're learning is, oh, I don't like this, that's still a point of information, a data point, right? That you didn't know before because you didn't know you didn't like it. Um, but that's important to know, right? So these are all points that you can bring to your students, whether they're yoga students or not yoga students. I just see this a lot in my yoga classes is that, um, when, when they don't have their favorite instructor, they won't show up, but that only, that that's only bad for you to not show up. That doesn't really hurt the instructor that, that comes to fill in. So, um, so I think for instructors who are asking for subs, who are looking for subs, a, a point to bring up is that we want to elevate the kinds of instruction 
that we are offering our students, even when it's not us offering that instruction. And while it would be amazing to be able to get the absolute best teacher to come in and fill in for us when we are not there, kind of a premium instruction or a premium instructor, it's not always possible. And so preparing our students in some way, whether that's every day creating this space, this culture in your class that allows for openness to learning new things from new people, or whether it's preparing them for uh, the days when you are taking uh, time off to recenter, reset, refresh yourself, or for emergency situations. When we prepare our classes for that, when we prepare our clients for that and our students, um, they will get more out of not just the, inst- the new instruction that they're getting, but our instruction because they can learn to trust us. Now, speaking of elevating skills, specifically sub-skills, next time on the podcast, I'm going to take you through some key skills to master as a sub to make you the go-to, requested, highly sought-after, popular sub that everyone loves, no matter what format you teach, no matter what facility you work in. And those skills will translate over into those regular classes that you are sure to pick up after these sub opportunities. Thanks so much for joining me today on The Work In. This Fit Pro Success series is based on my teaching online through savagegracecoaching.com. And you can go there and get a free guide to holding space, which is the number one skill that an instructor needs to bring that trauma-informed, trauma-sensitive instruction to any format. So head over to the website to check that out, and I will see you next time on The Work In.